Let me tell my thought process. I like this. Oh, is this going too long? Oh, this is incredible. Oh, please don't stop. Oh, please don't stop. <laughs> like, I was like... Okay. I genuinely was like, oh, this is too long. And I was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> I liked it so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to my Mojo Dojo Casa house. Today, Professor, I'm Bankoli Mokwede, and today we're going to be discussing the phenomenon that was, that is, that shall be Barbenheimer, with a bit of Tom Cruise sprinkled in there. And joining me for this episode, which I'm very excited about actually, capping off their, their trilogy of recent appearances. And like the end to all great trilogies, this is this is gonna be divided into two parts. So hope you guys stay for the second part. Guys, it's my Ken and my Alan. It's TMT and AO. How are you guys doing? TMT doesn't understand any reference I just gave there. Wait, who's who's Oh no, it was for Alan? you guys. You to have decide. to specify. Okay, I'm Alan then. Is Alan Donnie Jr. in um Oh, yes. Okay. I haven't seen that yet. Also, can you hear my dogs? Now that you've said it, yes. Yes. Fucking hell. That's why I don't like coming to you about no man. Like these guys are crazy, bro. They don't eat dog that side. Wow. Nah, nah, bro. That's very well done for representing your set here. We eat our mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse, man. I can't lie. <laughs> Okay. Um, um, I think we now we know who is Ken and who is Alan. It's clear now. Well, speaking of but speaking of sounds, uh, yeah, I apologize, listeners, if you can hear TMT's dogs. I do apologize because there's construction going on outside my house. I thought it would have died out by now, but I don't know what they're trying to build. Uh, so if you guys hear, I'll try my best. I'm trying to build houses for homeless people, <laughs> Banky. Well, not on my pot, not on my recording time. Damn. Like, no, no, my record. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but no, I'll try my best to get rid of all this noise. <laughs> all this what? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere all else with that joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but yes, as you guys, as I'm um, no, sorry, as TMT mentioned, he has not seen either Barbie or Oppenheimer at the point of recording. So, Ayo and I will discuss Oppenheimer and Barbie later in the episode. But before then, we'll talk about Tom Cruise. Um. Before we go to all of that, just quick admin. Um, is this cinema Priscilla and Jess have been chugging out episodes the last few weeks? There's their Barbie reactions, which I was lucky enough to join them on. There was the Oppenheimer episode, um, Dead Reckoning as well. Um, we did a Christopher Nolan draft, which was rigged, but that's a different thing. Uh, we did a, they did a Greta Gerwig explainer course. So just check out those episodes. They are right there on this feed. Um, kind of like published episodes on this feed just because some people were complaining just people were being lazy and you know what i'm very we have five listeners so i don't want to um alienate them so i started putting on this feed but i will not be for too long we'll we'll go back to the main feed eventually so for now if you're too lazy to go find these the cinema feed you can listen to the episodes right here but yeah let's talk about i want to start talking about tom cruise um, wait before we go too far i really enjoyed the draft episode and i don't think it was rigged in any way I don't think I don't think the results were rigged, Banky. I think that's I think you trusted the public too much. Guess who's gonna bleep this out? I think <laughs> I think I think we live in a low trust society. And when you say things like this, it just kind of it's insidiary, Banky. So you need to watch 
the atonement. Yeah. I feel like all the votes were not counted. But conversely, I feel like they counted too many votes. <laughs> I feel like you're, gas- you're, you're gaslighting us while we're trying you to... You sound go- like yeah. Trump. Yeah, you sound crazy, bro. Stop I prefer to sound like VP, the VP season when when they had the army votes. And they were like, count all the votes. And they were like, don't count all the votes. A lot of shows has done that because I was thinking about Good Wife when it was like, oh, we can't have these votes because they were brought in after. But oh, they're all for Floric. Oh, we must count them. Anyways, uh, yeah, TMT, go watch Barbenheimer. And let us know about your experience. Don't tell me what to uh, do. I can't believe you guys are caping for the draft that had Cobb's wife inside. That's just okay. Um, so bro, it was bro, you, but Maki, you came third, so I don't understand what you're talking about. Like it wasn't even close. Like you are <laughs> God. I was about to get very political here. I'm sorry, man. But you are moving like hope, Uzaduma. They were they were swayed they were swayed by the dark knight. That was just that was that was very that was like basic behavior. That's player behavior. Like so so not only are you saying that the election was rigged, but you hate the voters. Oh yes, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't that clear? But oh yeah, you are the worst of the worst. I believe it was rigged by him getting the stupidest voters to vote. Damn! Wow. Well, that's like Damn. that's politics one on one. Damn! I, I'm just saying, like, I I don't know. You know what? Let me even get into it. Do I? I'm just like I now know how to play this game. I should, I should just got. I, I went for my heart. I went for Memento, yeah. which I think is which is still my favorite film. So I just got Dark Knight. Yeah, like an idiot. <laughs> um, before we get into Dead Reckoning, I, yeah. I would like to let you guys know, and possibly the listeners, I I just put out a song. It's called Our Town Two, and I put the vocals of Sexy Red from Pound Town Two. Over the instrumental of our city's fireflies, it's our, it's on SoundCloud right now for your viewing pleasure. So you know, just get on that. Done. Those are words I did not think we're going to be together, but okay. Yeah. So please send me a link and I'll put it in the description. I will. It, it fucking slaps, man. I listened to it last night. I was like, okay. Wait. On to where did you see? I didn't see this. Was it on Twitter? Yeah. Uh. Okay. So let's talk about Dead Reckoning. Uh. Part one, Mission Impossible, the seventh film. Written, co-written by Christopher McQuarrie, directed by Christopher McQuarrie, everything else by Tom Cruise. Um, I have an idea of where A.O. falls on this, I think. So I want to start with you, TMT. What did you think of this movie? So well, that's what's the song. That was kind of, that's the way this works. That's how podcasts work. Okay. Using how conversation works. Yeah. Okay, well, um, here's the thing. I went into this thing, Dead Reckoning, this is what Mission Impossible number seven. Yeah, lucky number. So I'm expecting good things. I'm expecting like this mind blowing fest of Tom Cruise running in hallways, and you know what I get. What do you get? A snooze fest of Tom Cruise running in hallways. I fell asleep. You know why I fell asleep? Because regardless of the fact that this movie is technically brilliant and it's well written and the performances are solid it's the same fucking thing can i swear Dude, you keep asking this question like yeah yeah have you listened to episode of this podcast it's yeah. the same fucking thing this man has gone rogue in every mission impossible since the first one unfailingly he just goes rogue why are they st- why does he have a job he's 60 and he's still going rogue we don't know Ethan Hunt is 16. I don't think we, he's 16. We don't, yes, I don't Ethan, think Ethan Hunt is 16. Ethan Hawk is not 16. My friends, how old is Ethan Hawk? Maybe Tell like me. 
fifty. You think Ivan Hawk is forty-three? That's forty two. Banky, you think he's fifty in the continuity of the, those movies? Yeah, because I think the, the movie has. I think the franchise has been going on for t- maybe twenty years in the in universe. No, maybe let me like twenty five. So I think he, he he got on quite young. Yeah, so he's like forty five. There's no way. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't twenty years. There's no way. You know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to the. This front. is not the. This is not the crux of your. Just continue your points, please. I'm not even age shaming him. Look, I just went on his fandom. Ethan Hunt was born in 1964 that means he's 59 in the movies that is crazy do you know what it is to hire someone when they're like in their 30s and they go rogue all the time <laughs> and they keep going rogue and it's just like oh that's just it then man he goes rogue well he's good that's crazy i'm sorry it's a government no, job but you make it you make it serious first of all he's a civil servant like every what kind of civil servant goes rogue every five years that's a pensionless a- one especially a pension <laughs> Everything relies on the next mission. <gasps> but you make it seem like everyone's just like, okay, Ethan, go go ahead. Go, go ahead, go rogue. At this like, point, they're encouraging him. They're enabling him. He's kind of right. They call him up and they're like, yo, do your thing, man. Yeah. You're the only one that can do your thing. Yeah. But then when he goes rogue, quote unquote, people are sent to chase him. Yeah, because, because that's just how the dance is done. Like, they know he's going to go rogue beforehand. That's why they call him. No, no, no. no. They know he's going to do what it takes to get the job done. Which is always going rogue. <laughs> going rogue is different because every time he goes rogue, he's going rogue against like people telling him explicitly not to do it to get the job. Like that that's not part of the job. Do you know how many yeah, gaslighting him? Do you know how many do- maybe do you know how many 007 movies there are? A lot. Twenty, I don't know. I don't know either. But that nigga has gone rogue once. It was Yeah, but he's a he's a schoolboy. That's I think that's the that's the whole that's the difference. He's not a schoolboy. He's more of a he's more uh, of a James Bond. He's more roguish than Ethan Hunt if I keep it. Ethan Hunt is a Boy Scout. Ethan Hunt is Captain America, who is like In morality, yes. That's fair. Yeah, he's like, it's not about what America is, it's about what America should be. That's what Ethan Hunt is. He's like idealist. Per. Mm-hmm. But he keeps keeps going rogue, man. It's fucking weird, bro. Didn't Cap go rogue in Civil War? Because that, that's what that's what his moral compass is telling him to do. Yeah, how many times did he go rogue, though? That's the only time he went rogue, though. And that man is 70-something years old, or 80-something years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, TMT, TMT. So apart from apart from him going rogue, what else? All right, let's get into the critical value of the film. It's spectacular. I'm not going to lie. I did fall asleep, though, at certain points, because I just felt like it was the best part of a bunch of different Mission Impossible movies I'd seen in the past. I love a good train romp in a film. Like, just a good, a, a good like, 30 to 40 minute block. Say that again. Let me, let me have it for the soundbite. Mm. I love a good train romp. Thank you. In a film. No, no, I can remove the in a film part. Oh, yeah. You're going to edit this for comic value. Okay, fair enough. No, I hear what you're saying. Um, I, 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 I walked into that one. Um, but, you know, um, you derailed the conversation. Because <laughs> of the train thing. No, that's not what we're doing. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. You should have a sound pad at this point. We need sound effects. Yeah. It seems like so much work, though. Oh. No, no, no. This, man doesn't want just, to work at his job. This is crazy. Spend 600 pounds by Roomcaster. He got this. Oh, sorry. Continue about your critical analysis of the film. Okay, yeah. So, Dead Reckoning, man. Is it the best Mission Impossible film? No. No. That's always going to be Fallout. 
And what's the best part of Fallout? And Calvin's mustache. We can talk about this another time. But is he? The, is it the worst Mission Impossible film? Also, no. That was probably Mission Impossible too, which ironically is my favorite one. Yeah, I think John Woo directed. I'm not sure. Oh, then we we can't have this conversation, man. Then let's let's, let's move on. Then let's move. No, on. no, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't. I, it's my favorite one. I don't think it's. He the said best ironically. One. Yeah, I think it's the worst one, but I think it's like my. It's the one I enjoy the most because there's so much slow motion. I think his hair is like the stuff of anime characters in that film. It's beautiful. Oh, hey, have you seen two? Yeah. I think two was the first one I saw. Because I watched all of... I, I, I didn't see one, two, three at all. So I watched all of them for, for Dead Reckoning. And I, I think that like two could only have come out in the exact year it came out. Like it's such a, <laughs> yeah. a John Woo 2001, 2002 yeah. film. Like it, no, sorry, 2000, sorry, because it's before 9-11. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit um, thousand film. You just know that that's the movie from the guy that made Face Off. That's all I can describe. That's, that's the way you can describe that movie to anybody because <laughs> nothing else about that movie makes sense. So I, I don't Where do you fall? Is, is Dead Reckoning a good movie? Did you like Dead Reckoning? Can we? I think of all the Mission Impossible movies, it's certainly one of them. And I think... Um, Jesus Christ. What you can take away from the film is that sometimes... The mission is impossible. And in this one, it was, which I appreciate. They lost. Oh, part, part one. Ah! Anyway, okay. Um, I didn't really, I didn't think you were going to be called at an A on this. Yeah, I thought I was bringing uh, the hater vibe, so thanks for stealing my thunder, TNT. I got you. Also, Dead Reckoning has, is abbreviated into DR, which is the same as Dominican Republic, and I think that's fucking racist, and they did that. Okay, so obviously I try not to use this as a reference, just because... <sighs> you I said think... this the last time. Just say you're going to quote Rotten Tomatoes. Let's get on with it, bro. When did I say last time? I don't know, but I've been on a podcast I've, and you said it. I've not said it before. Okay, how did I know what you were going to say then? Because... Was oh, it because we're friends? Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. yes. Sorry. As in, sorry. Why do you like... like I'm sorry. Don't look for different... Exactly, just <laughs> use the truth. I'm sorry. Don't look for a different explanation. Go ahead. Anyway... How have I found, my point is how I found two people that are called on Dead Reckoning in a movie that literally is loved both by critics and fans. That was always going to be my point. Like, how have I found the two people that are called on this movie to bring on this podcast? I don't think I'm cold. I think I'm lukewarm. I think TMT is cold, but I'm lukewarm. What are your thoughts on Dead Reckoning? I, okay, so I had an, I had an okay time in the cinema. Like, it was fine. Like, I enjoyed it. It was like seeing an action film. It did all the things an action film was supposed to do. Do you see action films? I was thinking about this actually earlier today. Oh no, earlier in the week. I see less of them now, but I think growing up, I was a big, I was a big action film guy, man. Yeah, cause I don't, I don't think, I don't think. Have you ever seen John Wick four? No, I haven't. I haven't seen John Wick. Yeah, two, three, or four. Yeah, I don't really count you as a. To be fair, that was going to be me to like. I was going to use that to invalidate your entire opinion, entire stance. I'm like, you're not a real action fan. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because I'm about to hit you where it hurts. So, <laughs> growing <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm an action guy. I'm an action guy. Yeah, but my great. favorite cartoon growing up. Shut up. My favorite cartoon growing action up was man. Action Man. No, I figured I didn't agree with that. Like, yeah. For real. Yeah. And, and you know what that guy was using to solve crimes? Math. And I was a fucking nerd as well. Bro, it was crazy. So, like, I've, oh, no, I've, like, even stuff like Bulletproof Monk was my favorite film. That was a good ass like, movie. Oh, that's, that's still my, that's my DSTV, like, go to. That's like, like, when I think of DSTV, that's what comes to my yeah. head. Like, I love Child that stuff. Fact. So, like, watching this, I enjoyed it. But let me tell you, let me tell you the two things, right, that I think really take away from this movie. Because I think if I was to give it a rating, yeah, it's just, it's like middle of the road. It's good. 
but it's not great. And I think it hurts because it could have been great, right? So number one, I think it's a shame that this movie is following, first of all, um, Fallout. And Maverick. And secondly, Maverick. Like, it's just, it's tough. Those are two of the best action films and Tom Cruise. Like, it's really tough. So, so like, it's tough. Like, I, there was always going to be a letdown there because it's not as good as those two films to me, but also to everybody. Agreed? <laughs> agreed, agreed. Agreed? Yeah, agreed. Okay. Yeah. okay, cool. That was unanimous, yeah. yeah. Second point, I think the main conflict here is, is bad on two, for two reasons. The first thing is their main enemy is like, there's no, you can't really ascribe any motivations to a, a nameless, faceless AI that just wants to control everything. And then now the US or all the countries want to control it. It just, mm -hmm. it felt a bit, I was just like, I don't really care. Secondly, the second thing about the villain in this movie is we've seen it done before. Like, we've seen AI done before and like, this is just not interesting. It's just not interesting. They haven't taken an interesting spin on it. Like, I was so hyped in the first scene or the first act of this movie, the first, you know, the submarine thing. Bro, mm -hmm. I, was, I was like, man, it's AI. Let's go, man. Like, I'm all in, man. But they let me down. And I think, I think it was just those two things. Like, coming in from Maverick and Fallout and then getting hyped about a villain and then it just not, not working. I mean, Maverick doesn't have a villain. Yeah, but like that's yeah, but that's not the point. They, they don't need design. to be a villain. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So we we knew we knew who they were talking about. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I won't I won't say it, but like uh, I'll say it. So I think the difference is I agree. I fully agree with all your points. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the AI AI thing really kind of because I remember in that scene when in that scene when everybody's there, like in the club, Vanessa mm -hmm. Kirby, everyone. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about we could be inside the entity. I'm just like, Bro. I don't know if... I know Mission Impossible is not... You're not like Jason Bourne. You're not Bourne series. Like, I know that you go crazy. You go wacky. Like, we don't know what the rabbit's foot was. It's just a thing. That's fine. But it just felt a bit like... Was, I, like I did feel like, ah, what's going on here? I don't know. But my point is, the reason I guess that... Just like, that's not why I come to Mission Impossible. I come for, like, <laughs> good action. And I thought, like, the action was good. But it's still not up to Fallout because I think one thing I was like, oh, like, oh, there was no, when I mean, just focusing on action, I was like, there's actually no hand to hand combat in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. Because when you think about Fallout, what do you think about? You think about Harry Cavill. <laughs> yeah, Reluctant. Exactly. But just did the same this. Yes. Reluctant his arms for that battery. I was like, oh, that, that doesn't happen here. I don't know. Like, I was like, oh, that was actually something that is missing here. I completely agree with you that the villain thing, I think it sucks. Um, Mission Impossible villains have never really been great. But I also think they've, mostly been good or okay yeah, they've been okay like enough to drive the story in a way that you care yeah if si morales is was the main villain that's kind of fine yeah the ai thing it makes it a bit weird i agree with all of that mm -hmm. yeah i definitely I, it's weird i agree with all your points but then mission impossible is a franchise that has always like they've been upfront about this day it stunts first and then story later they've always been like that mm -hmm. they're like these are the stunts are good to do and we're going to figure out the story and obviously they are lucky that they have Chris McCrory who is an Oscar nominated writer and he's good at story and I probably didn't feel like find it. a way to put it all in and he has worked more times he said he didn't feel, he's, he, did, he did what you usually called the best two action movies of the, <laughs> ever yeah and, and then he did this 
yeah. my, my point as I said, I said they've been lucky so it's been good more times than not um and then I don't know like I really really like Dead Reckoning I but at the same time I agree with all your points but they're not criticisms enough for me to, to drop the movie down that's fair I, I I think it's a good film I enjoyed it the train stuff was great Hayley Atwell is amazing She's so good. Um, I felt so vindicated. I don't know why. I, I was not like anybody was insulting me. We had stocks. I get you, man. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I've owned my Haley Alba stocks since before <laughs> before Agent Carter. Hey, before all that stuff. Hey, yo, we watched Agent Carter, man. Yeah, we exactly. Watched, who else watched Agent Carter? I watched like I watched it till I stopped seeing um, what's his name, the guy from One Tree Hill. What's his handsome ass? Oh, name? he's in he's in both seasons, isn't he? Chad Michael Murray. I think he's in both yeah. seasons. Wait, there are two seasons. God damn it, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A and I want both seasons. Anyway, um so I I, I think Pom, I think Pom Clemente's uh, just blind rage of a villain was fun. I loved her. Same. Yeah. So I really I just I think it's like there are things that are glaring that are wrong. And I, I again I can't emphasize it. I agree with everything you said mm. but like the highs of everything but was you just... still enjoyed it that's fair yeah do you know what the Mission Impossible um, franchise is missing right now and they had it before what? they're missing Jeremy right now man here's the thing yeah I w- when I, I told you I, I watched all the things and then I rewatched obviously I'd watched yeah um, four, five, six so I rewatched one to six and I was like I think it was my letterbox review for like five or six I was like Bring back Jeremy Renner, man. Just bring him back to this franchise, please. Like he was actually so. Do you know why he was franchise? important to the franchise? Because he was what? an agent who was almost as skilled as Ethan. Like he could, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was, and he was gifted. But he also realized how stupid Ethan was and insane Ethan was. So Ethan will be doing some stuff and he'll just be like, "You guys see this idiot, right?" <laughs> and we need that now. It's just like pure, like no, we need a straight man. He needs a straight. Yeah, because Benji can't really do it because Benji is almost almost sick of. Yeah, yeah he like, idolizes yeah, him like, too much. Yeah, but Renner can do most of the things Ethan Hunt can do. Yeah. So it's just like if he says no, and I don't know, I really I liked him in the franchise. Exactly, Renner can do. He can do almost everything Ethan can do. But he's still like, why would you do that? Why would you? What made you do that? <laughs> and that's important to the franchise. I'm intrigued, though. I mean, this is this is a part one, and it's very clearly a part mm. one. So I'm very intrigued as to whether these things, these problems, will be solved or maybe heightened. Yeah, by part two. Yeah, because like something like the AI thing is something that maybe can come to a good resolution at the end of a story yeah. or it could just fall flat yeah something like that so you're like oh what 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 would happen but can we just quickly talk about the stunts before we leave because i have a question before i get to stunts can i talk about the ai one more time yeah go ahead sure. right on bro to quote the legendary thinker zachary fox he said ai this ai that ai needs some hair <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's something i think people are listening to this shit like Leave with that in their head. AI needs some hair. <laughs> also, AI. I'm tired of using technology. No, don't do that. I said motherfucking plot device. AI. Tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. Stop, stop, stop. That's AI's worst song in the world. I don't like that song either. Bro, I meet a white person and that's the first thing they say to me. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so my question about the stunts was, left the cinema first thought in my head. Is Tom Cruise a self-fulfilling prophecy? In you guys' opinion, do you guys think the general public knows about like him and stunts? 
Yeah. Um, I don't know how general you want to go to general public. Okay, so the people that voted in your <laughs> in your rigged draft probably don't know about him and stuff. But that's general public though. So yeah. So beyond so okay, so my okay, my my question, the reason I'm asking this is because Watching the movie, those two main stunts, right? I, the motorcycle thing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about the train stunt, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that train stunt really, like, I was in the theater, like, what is going on? But during those two stunts, I could feel my, like, my theater, like, people were gasping. They were reacting in ways that I've not seen anyone react to, like, superhero fare. Normal, normal CGI stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, like, so, like, do, are they right? <laughs> do they, does it actually make that much of a difference? No. <laughs> you say no but I'm telling you what happened in my theater yeah should I tell you what happened in mine what? nothing nada zilch yeah niggas didn't really react to mine <laughs> niggas did not respond yeah niggas were like okay was yours packed yeah yeah it was pretty packed niggas did not respond so people, people didn't respond to like that's this is so interesting because they responded to the train stuff so the train stuff was yeah but like the main stunt which is him like riding his motorcycle it's just like bro okay mm. I can see that on YouTube Okay, no, so that's different. That, yeah, so that, I think you've, you've gone to the point. The point is that they've already, they're inundated with seeing the, the, exactly. the cycle one. Yeah. That's different from my point, which is oh, like no, 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 visceral no, no, reaction. No no no, 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 no. I think you get me wrong. Like, I don't mean like they've seen the making of the stunt. I think like we've seen niggas on Red Bull do stuff like that. It's like, oh, literally like Red that Bull guy jumped from space. Bikes. Like if, he, if, if Tom Cruise really wants to get jiggy with it, let him jump from space. I'll feel him. Who jumped from space? There's a guy that got to like... Also, don't tempt Tom Cruise. He's going to do that. <laughs> yeah, he He's might do it. To this. Sorry. Oh, sorry. He might. Tom Cruise, if you're listening to this, jump from space. Don't jump from space. Because... The, the world needs you. The world does, did you? Like a couple of years ago, there was a guy that went to like the edge of the atmosphere and then jumped. And then landed on a net. Well, he jumped like free? Nothing? Yeah, it was like a base jump. It was crazy. Jesus. Anyway, but... but so the train... So did they react to the train one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People reacted to the train one. But I think that's because, you know, it was like an ongoing... Hmm. I don't know. Did you know about... Did you guys know about the train one before you went into the movie? Nope. I didn't know there was a yeah. train in this film. How did you... How did you... How did you feel? I wasn't happy about... About the train at first. But then when the train started happening, I was like, this is a good train. <laughs> this is a good train stuff. Train I just thought... Oh, I, I just... I thought Uncharted 2 did it better. Oh my God. Okay, sure. I haven't played it. Are they making another one? Like movie, yeah, they're going to make. I mean, it was a success. Maybe I don't know. Was it? It was. I think it was a financial success. Yeah, yeah. main money. Yeah. Speaking of snooze fest, I actually slept in that film. That was the first film I slept in in a long time. Yeah, that's not a good film, man. You know what Tom Cruise movies are? Like, I think when audience tries Tom Cruise to it, it's, it's like tickets to his movies. It's that thing, that movie scene where it's like you crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get you, man. He has that. But that's, so that's what I'm trying to say. So, like, do do they know? Or is it just, like, do they know that he did it really? I think they know people that know. And they're just like, oh, yeah, go ahead and go with it. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it was really good. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, Banky. Like, I think some people know, but I'm not sure if everybody knows. But I think the main thing is, I don't think it really matters anymore. Honestly. I don't think, I mean, I think it matters to him. Mm-hmm. And... There is a, I think there's a non-tangible effect that it does have, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's the stunt itself that actually gets, because I think, okay, and this is me, like maybe I'm projecting onto Tom Cruise here. So Tom Cruise, if you're listening, 
Let me know if I'm wrong. Mm. But, but I think because he takes this stuff so seriously, he wants to yeah. give the audience like the most, you know, like he wants to do the most work. And I think that comes yeah, across yeah. in different ways. But I don't think the actual stunt, like the actual fact of seeing him jump off a cliff on a motorcycle is what like actually comes across well, as, you know. Yes, well, I mean, he would say, and, and he has said, and this is, we're going to wrap this up because we have bigger things to talk about. He would say, and he has said that like, audiences can tell the difference between him riding a, actually riding a motorcycle off a cliff and him doing it in front of a green screen. That's why he took all these actors to go and ride jets in Maverick. Right. He says, like, audiences know whether you're doing it for real or you're doing it in front of a green or blue screen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think audiences respond to good acting. So if you need your actors to actually do stuff so that they can show the emotion, fine. Auburn Nolan, not to spoil what we talk about in a second, but deciding to actually blow up stuff instead of using... I feel like that's a whole different thing. I don't think that that is for the audience. So can I just say some stuff before you guys get get into Nolan? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go, man. I'm ready. Can I just can I just get like a word in? Can I just edgewise? Can I just say something? If you must. Uh, I mean you can try. I'm I, I just want to express myself and I just feel like you guys can I just can I just you want to fight this? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Um Mission Impossible dropped sixty five percent at the box office. Oh, that was but that was inevitable though. Yeah. What were they thinking? No, what but gonna I want to tell you guys something. What? It dropped sixty five percent and uh-huh. in between Mission Impossible and Barbie Heimer, there was a little indie movie called the Oh, God. I don't, don't want to talk about bl- I'm, I'm bleeping that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't know about it. I, just I don't really don't want to talk about it. That man is a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Who, and he played Jesus. I don't want to talk about this. But TNT. let me tell you. It makes me feel so queasy. Let me, yeah, I don't want that when AI searches for that <laughs> movie, my podcast comes up in the search results please let me no thank you let me tell you my favorite thing about this fucking piece of shit film oh god it had a budget of 14.5 million do you know how much it made at the box office it's, 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 over, 100 it's, it's, it's right? over 100 it's over 131 million and that's domestic ones. i don't think that's going international yet <laughs> i don't think this is it going to go international i don't think it should ever go international when is successful who knows bro bro who is, who is gonna watch it they are QAnon religious nuts all over the world. God damn it, man. <laughs> yeah, I think if we're living in a simulation, it's definitely not an AI simulation because this is so stupid. We're such a stupid... No, no AI. <laughs> you, know what, you know how to say AI cannot write good movies? No AI can no do AI this. Can no AI can actually do this. <laughs> because they haven't lived like this. We are actually... We've been in the stupidest timeline for a while. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. For a long time. But anyway, um, TMT is going to go... Yeah, before I head out and um, mm-hmm. tweet you guys about my reaction or whatever, um, in your opinions, is Mission Imp- like if you had to rate them, rank them, Mission Impossible um, and Barbie and Oppenheimer, which how would you rank them in terms of like just your your personal critical, you know? Well, you know what we're gonna do. What it's tough. After we finish this episode, we're gonna say it and put it there. Okay, so I can find out. Maybe I'll tell you so because I don't want. I don't want to. I, I don't want to know Ayo's thoughts. Ayo and I haven't talked about either movie. We yet. haven't talked about. Oh, oh yeah. that's nice. I can't. Okay, I can't wait to so listen. I don't want to know his thoughts yet, but yeah, I can't wait to listen. But I will. will I'll let you know, and I'll we'll say it and put it in the episode. Okay, have a good night, boys, and um, remember. Hey, I. Oh, oh God. God, man, I'm t- I'm tired of using technology as a plot device. <sighs> Well, no, it's, this is, it's very apt. Tom Cruise is trying to destroy AI because SAG mm-hmm. is, is striking. Mm-hmm. I heard that. I heard that. 
He's a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, right, bye, guys. He's always a hero. <laughs> he is a hero. He's the hero we deserve. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Bro, I don't deserve a Scientologist answer. I deserve a bit more. Are you sure? A, Are bit, you like a bit more. A bit more. <laughs> Maybe more. Right, uh, uh, TMB, thank you. Right, cheers, bro. Should I just like close the tab? Okay, okay. We've kicked TMT out, and Ayo and I have changed to our favorite pink and black outfits. <sighs> hey, let's talk about Bobbenheimer. Greatest weekend of my life. I'm so excited to talk about this with you. Greatest weekend of my life. So, yeah, let's start there. Before we do, do the movies, talk to me about your Barbie Nightmare experience because you Bruh. did something I still think is stupid. That, but everybody else did it. What, you watched the movies on the same day, didn't you? You call me stupid. That is crazy that you just say that off the bat. Eh, it's, I've, been having it, I've been holding it in for a few years. That's fair. Um, crazy. What a week. What a weekend. So, at the top of the week, Banky, guess what happened? <laughs> I, have to, I have no idea. So many things could have happened. What happened? I kind of fell in love with Charlie Poppy at the top of the week. Oh, how have you found a way to so I was already having such a good week and then oh, we get to the weekend I hope Chinaza hears this she might we get to the weekend and I'm so hyped up for the double feature of the year incredible I've got my shirt that says I survived Barbenheimer 2023 I ironed it the night before <laughs> You laid it out. I laid it out, man. I'm that <laughs> mean. I went to the cinema, ex-convicts playing in my ears. Oh, Jesus Christ. Had popcorn for breakfast and walked into the 12 p.m. showing of Oppenheimer at my local Odeon Locks. This is Saturday, right? This is Saturday, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was incredible. I had such a good time. Such a good time. Mm-hmm. So what um, do you want to talk about? So like you saw what? So what's your order? Tell me your order first. Yeah. So I saw Oppenheimer, um, mm-hmm. twelve to three thirty, <laughs> which was fucking. It was fucking ridiculous, man. That is a three-hour. But it was movie. packed, right? It is a three-hour movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was. So you wouldn't even, you you wouldn't necessarily know because because like, I don't like watching packed. movies during the day. Wait, sorry, what? Yeah, cinema was completely packed. I don't like knowing that outside is bright mm. when I'm watching a movie. But like when you're watching, I try to book. No, I was just checking randomly. Monday, 11, Monday, 11.30 a.m. IMAX. Fully sold out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I told you. I'm like, niggas, are you guys going to work? I told you this. I checked Monday, <laughs> Monday. the IMAX in Greenwich, 10.30 a.m. It was full. Like, the only seats were in front or, like, on the side. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So you did, you did Oppenheimer. I did Oppenheimer. So did you did do that lunch? Till, yeah, yeah. So did that till 3.30. Then from there... I went, I ran a few errands, had lunch, mm-hmm. saw some friends, and then came back to the same cinema and saw Barbie at 8.30. So I had like a good, what is that, five hours? And the first one was alone? Yeah, first one was alone, second one was my wife. And it's nice to watch Who, Barbie with. like, surprised me with her own enthusiasm. So we met up with some friends. Yeah. And... <laughs> She changed because she was wearing a black shirt. She changed to pink, and then we went to watch this, the the watch Barbie. Oh, that's cute. I was wearing my Barbenheimer the whole day from the beginning. Um, I went out on Friday and just saw people wearing pink, and I was like, "Oh, that's it's actually a thing. It's not just like yeah. online. Yeah, 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 it's actually a thing." The whole the weekend, world. everybody was wearing pink. I was like, "Y'all wearing pink watch today." 
I saw, I went to rewatch Oppenheimer yesterday, and people were still wearing pink. Amazing. In the cinema. It's like it's genuinely an experience. Wait, so how many yeah. times have you seen them? Uh, I've seen Oppenheimer twice. Barbie once. Fair. I yeah, I've only seen them once. So what was your order? Friday night, Barbie. Okay, so let's do a quick. I think we're talking a few weeks back when I hadn't booked. Yeah, like an idiot. That that's not that's not fair. But it's correct. It's accurate. <laughs> Duh. Um, I because I wasn't going to. I think I wasn't going to book up. Okay, I wasn't going to book Oppenheimer because I wanted to try my luck. Long story short, I use Cineworld Unlimited, no free ads, but I can't book Leicester oh Square. I have to keep on saying so that so when we start doing ads, we won't do free ads. But anyway, I couldn't book Leicester. I can't book Leicester Square. I have to go to the place to buy the ticket for Leicester Square. Mm-hmm. So that was my plan. And if not, I'll go to my local cinema. And I was talking to you like three weeks ago, and you were like, "You're not gonna like." You're not going to find a ticket in your, no, in your local cinema. And I was, I was like, okay, let me just book just in case because I can cancel. And Jesus Christ, if I did, honestly, I think if I didn't book it when you said, I would have been watching it for the first time yesterday. That's crazy. And I would have watched Oppenheimer in like standard 2D and boy, do I have thoughts on that. No. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I watched Barbie first because I was, always, I was always going to watch them on separate days. Mm-hmm. And the original plan was to watch Barbie on a Friday and then have like the whole day to prepare for Oppenheimer. But then I forgot what the date was, and I booked like a friend surprise, but um, not surprise party on the Friday. So I watched Oppenheimer. I bought Bobby on Saturday just in case I was like hungover. Then I watched Oppenheimer on Sunday, um, super screen. And yeah, like I said, it, I said it on the Barbie episode I did with the girls. Like, I'm so happy I watched Barbie, Barbie first because, like, or even just separately because I had. I think I told you as well. I had the whole mm-hmm. day just think about Barbie, and I have thoughts on Barbie. I'm happy I watched Barbie last for the same reason because. Like, I had to stop thinking about Oppenheimer and only think mm. about Barbie. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so let's... Should we start with Barbie? Let's start with Barbie, man. Let's, okay, let's start with Barbie. Um, give me your general thoughts on Barbie. Look. So, first of all, this is Barbie. Sorry, this is Barbie uh, written by partners Greta Gerwig and Noah Bambach and directed by Greta Gerwig in her third solo directorial effort starring uh, Margot Robbie as Barbie and... Ryan Gosling as Ken. Okay, thoughts on Barbie? Um, so, just before we get into the cinema, I think there was so much hype around this weekend. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the cinema as packed as you did? No. Like, I went I've to... never seen things sold out online. Bro. Like, there were scre- complete screenings that were sold, sold out, out in my local cinema. And I don't even mean, like, Leicester Square anything. In my local yeah, cinema. It's it was a, wild. It's a big cinema, but it's also quite, like... It's weird because it's a big cinema, but also... But it's local. Yeah, exactly. So, like, things are never really so yeah, out. Like, like, even opening that to a Marvel movie, there's still space. A lot of space. Yeah. So, yeah, this was, like... So, and then Barbie was, like, 710, 720, 730 screen. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is... I, I guess watched, I was like, oh, cinema is back. I watched both these movies in an Odeon Lux, mm-hmm. which is already just... Like, it's already expensive. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, yeah, like... That, not that many people will come for that reason. Bro, from the train station, I was seeing people. I was seeing people. I get into the lobby and it is yeah. packed. This is 12, 12 a.m. So 12 p.m. On, on a Saturday. The cinema was completely packed. The lobby, full on. People were complimenting my shirt. I got a fist bump from a guy on the train. I really enjoyed that. And then, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that we have to acknowledge what a phenomenon this weekend Oh, it's was. ridiculous. I don't think it's we... Ri- I mean... We might never see this again. I think we've not had 
we've we haven't had a movie weekend like this since maybe Endgame, and I can't think of when we've had a movie weekend with more than one movie like this. Like yes, yes, yeah. Like people have been citing um, the Dark Dark Mama weekend, which is Dark Knight and Mama yeah. Year, two thousand and eight. Obviously, I wasn't, I wasn't conscious there. enough to know anything about them. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't there. But like, since I've been, I can't think of two different movies, and I think it's it's so like we can't. Nobody will really ever know how this thing came to be. Where one of brothers just trying to like piss off Nolan and puts Barbie on the same day was it a coincidence? Nobody ever knew the full details. But it's so like special because like on the face of it, there are movies that like are catering to two very different groups of people. Completely right. You have the Nolan fanboys, and you have women who don't get summer blockbusters like apparently like 40 percent were under 25 yeah so you have 60 percent were above 25 like that's a group that's never really catered to and then like you don't have like i'm sure you're always going to watch barbie and oppenheimer always. i'm always going to watch barbie and oppenheimer so like you don't have people like us that like we're already coming it was just yeah and then i think definitely nolan on himself is already like he's he's an event that's like, I keep saying, that's Dunkirk. what i wanted to say yeah <laughs> Dunkirk made almost seven. He made it million. clear. Like, he made it clear that <laughs> Nolan on his own is a thing. Like, like we were talking about this the other day about like how if we have movie stars anymore, was it you I was mm-hmm. talking about this with? No, it wasn't me. Yeah, no. but I was like, yeah, we. It's not very often that we have people saying, "Oh, I'm going to see the new X Y Z movie," like mm-hmm. and and not like, "Oh, it's like I'm going to see a new Marvel film." Oh, I'm going to see mm-hmm. Mission Impossible, but like people, people go and see a Christopher Nolan film. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter this what is, it is. This is, a, no, this is a biopic. This is a biopic. A three hours long. Hour rated bio, three hours about the guy that created the bomb. And he made 80 million in his opening weekend. Bruv. Domestic in America. <laughs> like, like that, that, that's ridiculous. And I think we discussed, we're like, which one's going to make more? And I think we're like, oh, probably Barbie, but like, I thought it was going to be closer because I was thinking, oh, IMAX. IMAX, But yeah. I forgot that like, this is a three-hour movie. It is three hours. In one Oppenheimer screening, you schedule two, two Barbie screenings. Two Barbies. So it makes sense that like Barbie would like. And people are willing to see Barbie on anything, but a lot of people will exactly. want to wait exactly. to see Oppenheimer on IMAX. Guy, I was looking yeah. at National, sorry, the Natural History Museum to see like 70 mm IMAX for this movie. Bro, they are sold out till August. They are sold out till. Oh, I, I was looking at that. I was, that was, I was when I was on. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was like it was like middle of August. It's mid August. I was like, okay, I'll wait till then. Because <laughs> I'm not going to go and watch it a second time and not see it either BFI or Natural History let's, Museum. Let's get. To, let's. But let's yeah, sorry. So you asked let's a question about me, but I think I, I wanted to talk about like the weekend first because mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. not the person that's in the Idol. I mean, Barbenheimer weekend. Yes. I... <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about that first because I thought. We yeah, I'm really trying to savor it because I felt I felt happy in the cinema. Yeah, I feel you trying not to talk about this movie, but like that's what we're on this podcast. To yeah, do, anyway, so so freaking Barbie, man. So you know when we spoke about Barbie and Oppenheimer, like mm-hmm. I I think I told you that I was more worried about Oppenheimer, like me liking Oppenheimer than Barbie. Yes, do you remember that? I was like, Barbie's going to be good. Like, I don't... There's... Oppenheimer is a bigger task. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, and we'll get to yeah. that. We'll get to that. But like, I was just... Yeah, this, this, to... this is before before we knew that it was three hours long, that was an R-rated. I was okay. like, yeah, yeah, I'm probably just going to like... Because Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm probably it's... going to like... I'm going to like that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. like that film. It's fine. Like, I don't need to even worry about it. And I remember 
you when we spoke like three weeks ago before when you were booking the movie you were like man what is barbie even going to be about and i was like bro it doesn't matter it's going to be good so i went in to this movie just expecting to like it and mm-hmm. that can be like a double-edged sword can't can't it because mm-hmm. like i had high expectations already but bro fucking knocked it out the park let me say this i think this is the best movie that they could have made about barbie in 2023 i don't think yes i don't there's nothing else to add to this film like so it i is think a complete barbie film yeah so this is unfair this is unfair but I th- so to bring up whatever it's a podcast is not listening i think the premise of the amy Schumer barbie was that how barbie was going to kick out of barbie land for not fitting into like perfect fucking whack that's <laughs> that's whack <laughs> That's whack. I'm happy they didn't but, make that one. Yeah. I com- completely agree with you. I mean, that, I mean let me, I'm, just, I'm just trying to give an example of what this story could have been. I couldn't agree with you because, like, again, I didn't really know what was going to happen in this movie. I think I don't think the trailers even give out much, even though I stopped watching the trailers at a point. Oh, look at me. But there's so many things in this movie that just surprised me. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect Ken to be the antagonist. <laughs> I didn't expect, like, someone, someone, Oh, I think it was Jess on her. She was like, oh, she thought it was going to be like a Barbie movie in Barbie land. Like a, mm. basically a live action version of the Barbie animated movies. Mm. Right. And it's just like, that could have, they could have done that. But like you said, that, that could have been Barbie a good movie film. They could have made in 2020. But yeah, it's not, look, I think. And it's not one that Greta Gerwig wants to make. Because yeah, like, we've watched her movies. That's fair. I think this is, honestly, no notes. Well, that's not true. I have a few notes. But I was so happy. Like, it was laugh out loud funny. Like, they were mm. writing so many jokes. The jokes were flying. They were landing. It's excellent. I was very, very, very impressed. And this is coming from someone that's not like, like, I'm not the biggest Greta Gerwig fanboy, man. Like, I don't know if you remember how I felt about Lady, uh, Lady, Lady Bird, but like, I was like, yeah, it's cool. Wasn't that when you were on your, I, I don't want to watch white people, uh, Come of age. Yeah, coming of age because you were in your boyhood shit around that era, man. And I was like, man, like, is. No, I love coming of age. It could be white, black. It doesn't matter to me, but you were like, you're done watching white people come of age. I was like, it's nice, but like, this is not, this is not what y'all, y'all said it was. Are you, are you pro Booksmart? Oh, I'm pro Booksmart. But okay. I think Booksmart is also like, it's razor sharp. Like, it's, it's like, it's very humorous. I don't yeah, think. You're, you're, yeah. Anyways, this is, not, about, this is not this is not I'm yeah, not like yeah, a Greta Gerwig fan, but like it's something that I was like, I respect her. I said, I said, I see what you're doing, babes, and I, you know, I get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't know she she had it like this, bro. Like this movie, like okay, fine. So couple things, and I'm gonna let you jump in here. But no, actually, I've said a lot about Barbie with the girls, so feel free to just talk for ten minutes okay. if you want. Okay, I'm a cook then. So first <laughs> of all, on a like a technical movie making level. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is an incredibly hard film to make. It is not an easy film. So, like, going into the weekend, I was like, yeah, Oppenheimer is probably going to be a harder film to make than Barbie. But, bro, Greta showed me something, man, because... I mean, it still is, but... No, I no, no, your no, point. no. I'm, I was going to say that because I think, I think it's ridiculous <laughs> what they tried to do. But she... Nobody's phoning anything here. Like, from mm. just a technical standpoint, like, they are doing so many different things. So, first of all, there's the set design. Like, mm-hmm. Barbie Land looks incredible, first of all. The music. Music. I knew that was what you The use of music and the music itself. Incredible. So, like, I didn't know... Music is... Like, the music in this film is, like, its own character. So, coming mm-hmm. from... And it serves so many great, like... It makes for so many, like, great 
narrative touch points. So starting from Lizzo, using like using the songs in the beginning to talk about to Barbie. narrate, yeah, to narrate. Yeah, yeah. Excellent idea. They have a whole big dance number, which at first, like you know, the the beginning dance party. Okay. At first, when it started, I'm like, hmm, are they just having fun? Like, I'm I'm rocking with y'all, but like, it still serves a narrative purpose. Mm-hmm. Push, incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So, like, from a technical movie making standpoint, like, first of all, set design, great. Music, great. The writing is doing a very, very difficult dance. Like, it's walking such a thin line between being self aware, but also like loving all the things that make it what it is. Mm-hmm. So, it's meta, but not like not in a way that's too self effacing or too, um, you know, like derogatory about what it is. And, the acting in this film. Oh, I didn't think niggas are talking about Oscars for acting, bro. And I did, going into Barbie, I did not think we'll be here, but here we are. Here we are. Margot Robbie is so, a fucking revelation every time she's on the screen. Like not just in this movie. I mean, just in general. Margot Robbie is so. Good. She is. She's incredible all the time. She might be the. She might be the one person that were like pretty privileges that is affecting yeah, her. It's like it's hurting yeah. people appreciating how good she is as an actress. Because yeah. she's, I don't think I've ever seen a bad performance from Margot Robbie. She she's hasn't so done one. That's good. what I'm saying. She's a revelation every time she's on the screen. So that was a given. You know, going in, I was like, Margot Robbie's going to kill it. Like, whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. She made that Dirty Suicide Squad movie look okay. You can't say things like, wait, which one are you talking about? All of them. No, you cannot talk about both of them together. Even if you don't like Takumo, you can't talk about them in the same sorry, breath. Sorry, like sorry, at the same sorry, movie. Sorry. I didn't know you I didn't know you were like KP for James Gunn like this, but like cool. Fine, whatever. <laughs> sorry. You can have him. That's our new DC overload. Yeah, no. Um, anyways, she's she's so great every time. So I was mm-hmm. expecting that. I was not expecting what I got from Ryan Gosling. He reminded me that he's incredible. Like he's a singing, dancing, acting phenomenon. Ugh. He's a Ugh. fucking whirlwind. He's a Disney, he's a Mickey Mouse club. He child. is who Justin Timberlake think he is. I think they were together. Yeah, they were. That's what I'm saying. Um, Ryan Gosling yeah, just yeah. decided that he wasn't going to sing. So <laughs> he decided to go down the whole brooding, you know, like I'm a serious kind of guy. Yeah, but, but this guy is really the same man that has he's crazy so stupid love in his repertoire. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and the nice guys. guys. Yes, I and get And SNL, it. two incredible SNL I episodes. Get, I like, get all this, but bro, well, I was blown away by Ken. America Ferreira, I did not expect her to be the heart and soul of this film. Mm. Beating heart. And then the her daughter in the film, Ariana Green, yeah. what's her name? Greenblatt? Greenblatt, I think. Greenblatt. Oh, I hope that's correct. I think okay. so. Also mm. turning in such a good performance. So, yeah, man. I, I think the movie, like just if you're just thinking about it as a, a work of art, like a work of cinema, incredible on every level. But then it gets it gets something right that a lot of movies don't get right, which is the heart. Yes, you know so, how I feel. So predictable. You know it's how so I feel. You know. You know I, who I, I am. I would need this was. I didn't even say anything. The heart. The heart. It gets the heart, nigga. I'm oh there. I'm here for it. Look, Bobby. Bobby was incredible, and I think it was probably it was the biggest surprise of the weekend to me for how much I liked it, because I knew I was going to like it. I didn't think I was yeah. going to love it, but oh god, I love that movie. So I think I knew I was going to like Barbie. I didn't know if it was going to be good. <laughs> That's fair. But then obviously, I tried to stay away from things. But you start hearing 
rumors are like, oh, this movie's actually... Oh, the same rumors you heard about The Flash? Oh, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean rumors as in like, like when after the movie has come out. Okay, okay, okay. Because like, I was, um, I remember. <laughs> we all, we all had, why, why because like it came to my Dropbox, my personally, we all had I remember you talking about rumors. You said, Becky was like, yeah, man, the insiders... The industry insiders are saying the Flash like, is crazy. Oh my god! No one came. No one gave me. Hyping um, me up, anyway, man. My, so <laughs> Banky said, "Don't watch the trailer." The, the insider said, "It's no." Bad. But but you and I said that we want to see how like what can this Flash movie actually be? Like, cannot be as good as people are saying it is. And it fucking wasn't. Anyway, no. So like, so I always knew, but then it was like, oh, it's actually good. I was like, oh, this is actually good. And if it's good, then like, I know I'm gonna like like it. And just quickly on what you said, like this weekend is so special as someone who. Loves this medium, loves movies, talks about movies, what wants to be in movies, things like that. Like, these are two movies where everyone is like at the top of their game, bro. Operating at the highest level. Not to spoil it, it's kind of Oppenheimer, but nobody. I don't think anybody in either movie brought a bad performance. Directing is incredible everywhere. Score incredible everywhere. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> it's just like like production design everywhere. Costume every every department on both movies is just. At the top of your game. And just like, how is this possible? Like, nobody has dropped the ball across two movies. So, yeah. Um, Barbie, like... I said a lot about What did you Barbie. think? I haven't listened to the Barbie episode. Okay, yeah, it came yeah, out yeah, yeah. Came out today. Came out today, recording. I really like this movie. I don't think I love this movie, right? I really like it. I think it did so many things I didn't expect it to do. And it did him so well. Mm. I think what it does with Ken in making him the villain and... And actually using somehow using the Barbie movie to actually talk to men as well. And I was just like, man, if you're listening, like this movie has something for you to listen. Like if you actually just want to specifically for you. Yeah. Just open your heart and like listen to what this movie is. There's something here for you. And I was just like, that's so good. And then and then obviously the Barbie thing, like I told you I was talking about, I was thinking about it. And it was just, just that those last 10 minutes, I was thinking about it so much. Cause I was just like, because I said this on the Barbie episode and I put it in my letterbox, just like would we choose to be humans if we knew, like, like if we're given the choice? Like, I was like, mm. Barbie making this choice is so interesting to me because, like, the movie doesn't like, oh, you want to be a human? That's fine. Magic wand, you're a human now. The movie's like, you want to be a human? This is like, what it is. Yes, this is what this it is. What is. It's like, like. It, it's not just like, it comes with this. And I just, I thought that was just so interesting. I, I love the ending. I love, I'm actually waiting to watch it a second time. Mm. Like, I was like, I want it to hit me again. That's why I didn't watch just like, I need to watch Oppenheimer to fully grasp everything again for the, before this recording. But Barbie, I'm, I'm waiting so it can hit me again because I just feel like that ending is so good. I think performances are so, I think it's stupid when he's not, when he's, <laughs> when he wants to be. Yeah. I think like, Will Ferrell them chasing her. Great. Like, there was like two seconds I was like, is this too stupid? And I was like, no. No, it's, it's not. I feel it is stupid it, enough. It's exactly <laughs> what it's supposed to be. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. And like, and you're right. Like, the heart happens, I think the heart happens in the moment. Like, like um, I think Barbie says, we feel them in um, whatever city, I can't remember the city. Centuries. In, Century City. I was going to say Central City. I was like, no, that's, that's the Flash. Uh, and, then, and then and then Ken goes, no, you failed me. That's when the heart mm. is. Okay, well, actually, before then. But from then, I'm like, I am locked in. And it has jokes. It has jokes. Like, Alexander shit being like, man. being like, I was so invested in the Zack Snyder cut. Of the <laughs> yes, that was great. The Godfather joke was great. Oh, incredible. I said it. Like, I feel like that whole sequence starts, was so good. I think it might be the best three minutes of the movie it was so like everyone was just 
right on point. Everything. So I said it on the episode that like very early on, um, Helen Mirren is like, Barbie's cured um, the misogyny and patriarchy and whatever. And now there's feminism is the ruling and everything's. And I was the only one that laughed in my theater. <laughs> and I was like, guys, you need to come on board. This is the movie we're watching. Like, <laughs> why'd you guys, why aren't you guys finding this funny? I think a few people laughed in our theater. I think a few people laughed in our theater. Obviously, Helen has the best joke of the movie. Oh, the Margot Robbie joke. Incredible. Incredible. Is there a hundred percent approval joke? ever in the history of cinema like i don't think there's like is there anyone that watched this movie in the cinema and didn't laugh at that joke yeah i'm, I'm sure you find a few i'm sure you find a oh, few. that's so boring boring people um no so yeah i really like this movie um what is it? i like i said this again on the episode i'm sorry if i repeat myself i liked the sequence when she gets chewed out by america ferrera's daughter also really good and then she goes to the bus stop and then i was like i really like that scene because like it's like Barbie's realizing that you can be old and beautiful. Mm. Like you can mm. have cellulite and be beautiful. Like she's, it's almost like she's, she's, she's not, she's surprised, but also just like, oh wow, you're actually, you're beautiful, not actually, but you're beautiful. But I am like doing all of this so I can maintain this beauty and this standard because I think this is what beautiful is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, we can talk about things that you think didn't work. Like, I'm sure there are things that didn't work, but like I've kind of glossed over them just because yeah. I really like the things that worked so well. Yeah. So, in terms of things that didn't work, I don't think I really liked the whole ghost of the maker of the creator of Barbie thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like uh, it's cool. You but didn't like you didn't like her involvement. Only like she was a ghost. I didn't like her just coming up at the end of the movie, like you know, towards the end to then eventually give the choice. I don't know. I felt like you could have come to a different solution, like have her make the choice somewhere else. Or in another way. I don't well, know. Yeah, how would you have made the choice? It just took me out. I was like, why is this babe here now? I was like, can, I, can I tell you something that is kind of stupid to admit in, in hindsight? <laughs> I, di- I thought it was Will Ferrell's character being stupid when he said that she's a ghost. Oh, lols. Like I, I thought it was the actual Ruth Handler. Fair. But I, I think I knew she died. Until like, yes. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't know she died. But literally until like, yes. No, I, even when I found out she died after I watched the movie, I thought, oh, the movie was just taking creative liberties and then since she was still alive. Mm. It was just because I was like, oh, wait, no, they actually meant that she's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> that explains the... But I get what you mean, but I was like, I don't know. I think the end result is so good and so important. That's fair. But like, like it's, it's a small it? niggle. Like, it's not a real... Yeah. yeah. Because if you say, oh, weird Barbie has the power to make her human, it doesn't still give the nigga Will impact. Pharrell as about to make a human because he's the yeah, but it doesn't give it doesn't give the impact of like a woman know, telling know, you know, like this is what you get by being human. I, and everything. I thought that that when it is skewed into like I don't know, like it's stupid to say because this is a fantasy film. Yeah, but I was just <laughs> I found that a little bit weird. Like just I mean, I've heard things that people say that when they went to the real world, it kind of took them out or some of like the more cartoon. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. I liked them in the real world, but mostly Mm -hmm. I think because of Ken, I think I enjoyed like watching Ken's. He's he's wild. He's like, oh God, Ryan Gosling. I I enjoyed it. It'd be so hilarious if he gets an Oscar. Oh, he won't won't win it, but if he gets an for an Oscar for this performance, right? so so funny. (laughs) Because like, his face when the, she asked him for the time. Yes. <laughs> I'm just He's so, happy. <laughs> He's so happy. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, I really like this movie. I think like that, the, the script is just doing so much work. And these are like two 
Hall of Famer writers. Like, let's not... Like, this is... Like, this one, you know, like, you tell me Noam Bobak and Greta Gorica are writing a movie. Like, these guys don't need... Are writing Barbie. They don't need to do this. <laughs> Noam Bobak just did Marriage Story. Like, he doesn't... And if they're doing this and they're going to do this their way, I was, I was like... This script is doing so much. I think it's been noted for best adapted screenplay. I'm pretty sure. Adapted? Oh, yeah, because it's based on Mattel character. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. You know a sequel is, it was adapted screenplay? Oh, I had no idea. Um... Yeah, like I said, I think it will clear things like, well, it definitely win production design. I think it will probably win costume, costume as well. Costume, it probably will win costume. Um, I think it was for someone like me that doesn't know anything about Barbies or Kent, like just seeing all these stupid Barbies was so funny. That's so good. Like the one that like you record and the shows at the back, I could not stop laughing. <laughs> Ayo, our girl was in this movie. I don't, I have to go and rewatch and find out who, who she was. Who is our girl? Marisa Bella. Uh-uh, where? She's on, she's on the Wikipedia page. I, I, oh, I have no idea who she was I didn't even movie. see her. I didn't know she was there. I have to go back and check it. I was like, okay. I did not catch On my that. second watch, I'll um, look for her. But yeah, no, I think like, I said as well, like everyone, back to performance, everyone was bringing the right energy, even the ones that like, didn't talk often. Like, yeah. Scott Ever, like, we were just doing what needed to be done. Shooty barely said anything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I think Kingsley's, I think Kingsley's Ken is so good. He's incredible. Like, it's been such a good summer for my boy. I think Ken is so graphic is so fun, is... but so is his Ken. I really, I'm really enjoying seeing this guy, man. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, this so is actually so. I mean, like, yeah. Did you watch where he played Obama? Uh no. Where um, Jeff Daniels played FBI Director Comey. Oh, I actually did watch that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then he was Obama in that. Yeah. Yeah. So he did that. Obviously, I, I, I think I first saw him in Peaky Blinders or whatever. Um, Raz. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, this is, the, this is the Killian weekend. You can't say things like that. I'm going to say it. I'm going to live my truth. <laughs> no, like, yeah, just like, it's just, Greta Gerwig did, I, I don't think she'll get into for, for directing just because who, who directors are, but she did such a great job to like wrangle this movie together, yeah. man, and get It's an impressive like, feat. On the same note, like to get every Ken and Barbie just know what they're doing and understand the assignment. It's I, I, such a, such a, Big achievement. Good movie. I really, I like this movie a lot. Me too. Um, okay. Do you want to, do you want to move? Do you have any final thoughts on Barbie before we move on to? No, I think, I think, I just thought it was awesome. Um, Margot Robbie is insane. She's insane. She's insane. But also, Ken is, Ken is Ken, man. Ken is Ken. Ken. Oh, I'm so happy, man. Because not everybody knows this Ryan Gosling. So I'm happy everybody knows it now. We'll see it. Because yeah. people were people were talking wow though. Remember when people were saying, oh, it's having a better Ken. And there have been people that were like good looking but could not act without the people. But I'm like, guys. Ryan Gosling is Ken. Let's calm down. Like, can you imagine if you just put a fine actor in this? A movie? fine guy. He, he needs magic. to know what he's doing. Oh my god, Simu Liu. I so enjoyed good. him so much. So, I enjoyed so him so much. I, I had a big, much bigger role than I expected. Yeah, me too. Let's just, let's, let's just, let's just talk about that, that dance sequence before we even leave. Like the final Incredible. one. Because Incredible. Incredible. Let, let me tell my thought process. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he's singing. I enjoyed La La Land. I like this. Oh, is this going too long? Oh, this is incredible. Yeah, oh, please yeah, don't yeah, stop. Yeah. Oh, please don't stop. <laughs> like, I was like... Okay. I genuinely was like, oh, this is too long. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> I liked it so much. Oh my god. You could be talking about sex though. But like that's fine. That's true, but okay. I think if you're brave, you'll cut that as your cold open. <laughs> and just leave it without the Yeah, without context. <laughs> I'll put it, but okay. Anyway, quick break and then we'll talk about OP. Yes, let's okay. do that. Yes, that's the end of part one. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please come back for part two when we'll be talking about the rest of Barbenheimer. 
what happened? Where did these guys just go? I think police at his door. They heard him say stuff about homeless people, and they were like, "Yo, yeah. hey, yo, <laughs> my guy, you need to chill. You need to chill." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. His FBI agent was like, "We got him. Yeah, we got him. We got him. <laughs> we got him, boys. We got him. We got him. Finally." <laughs> Wait, Banky, what just happened? Why did you run away? Oh, there was someone at the door. Oh, figured. Um, okay. Reality is often more disappointing. Mm-hmm. 